Welcome to ProctorCast, where we bring you plain English interviews all about the most relevant procurement topics of the day in short, coffee break-sized episodes. Because hey, time's precious and you have got value to deliver. So now let's get straight into this week's show. Yes, welcome to another edition of ProctorCast, where every two weeks we bring you intelligent procurement thought leadership from a selected guest from our audience or from the wider procurement space. And this week I'm joined by Jason Roberts of business-to-business collaboration platform Collider. And guess what? Yes, we're going to talk about business-to-business platforms and some of the pros and cons of the different ways that you can do B2B collaboration online these days. So, Jason, very warm welcome to ProctorCast. James, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate that. Superb. So, Jason, you've been pretty much a regular on Proc Meet and Proc Live uh, from from when it started last summer. And at the time, I know that Collider was pretty much in its in its beta phase, and you've done a whole lot of work since then. So, maybe just briefly introduce what Collider is very, very quickly and and tell us your story of how you got into dealing with procurement professionals because you're you're actually from the dark side, aren't you? You're a sales guy originally. I am, yeah. No, James, no, you're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. What's interesting was I spent um, the first part of my career in investment banking, actually. So about 11 years or so working for a number of investment banks and then 13 or 14 years working in sales, selling technology to banks and asset managers and hedge funds. But it was there and in that, in that env- environment that I discovered a problem or a challenge really around how salespeople find and communicate effectively with procurement professionals. Now, typically they will use platforms like you know, LinkedIn or email or Google searches, et cetera, to try to find opportunity. But the two parties, the procurement professional and the sales professional, they're never, ever really connected. And so I built the, the platform, the Collider B2B Marketplace for Tenders platform, to help connect buyers to suppliers without the noise of social media, which can sometimes be quite distracting. And I think that's a really good point because, I mean, let's let's just do a very, very brief synopsis of the different options that are out there for buyers. And I'll ask you to just give your quick thoughts on, on, on each one and what you feel may be missing or what can be quite tricky when using these. So obviously you've got Google <laughs> as a search engine, first of all, which, you know, I think we all know what it's pros and cons are in terms of its limitations and its capabilities. What about using B2B directories? I mean, there are plenty of them out there, right? And, and that's not just in the UK, that's all over Europe and I'm sure through North America as well. Yeah, look, the, the Google one's interesting actually because what they say is, uh, or what is said, should I say, is that the Google second page is probably the least visited page on the internet. Because <laughs> when you do a search for, you know, find me a I don't know, a marketing firm who specializes in technology companies or SaaS technology companies, no one really goes past the second page, really, to find what's on that page. And what that means is the small companies, these SMEs that have great products and great innovation, they get very little traction or, or, or uh, response to their, Google, to their adverts or their posts and their websites that are featured in Google return, um, uh, search results. That's a great point, actually, because, yeah, for, for anyone that's listening that doesn't really understand, I know a little bit about this as a as a business owner, but search engine optimization or SEO, you know, if if you're a big business, then you automatically get more juice from Google just through who you are. You know, the Guardian or the or the Telegraph 
or, or the economist is going to get a lot more google love than than a small blog that that also reports news for example and it's the same in business too right just sorry yeah. just to digress a little bit there but yeah you're absolutely right and look the, the funny thing is, is that these you know small companies small medium enterprises they haven't got the one million pound per year budget to spend on advertising or seo or um, optimization so you're completely right and um, but to your second point though or the second question we took around the actual b2b directories correct yeah so look those are all they do a great job particularly for particular sectors you might find if you're in pharmaceuticals or in um, transport and you know, um, uh, train industries, for instance, there are some really great platforms out there that cater just to those specific um, sectors and industries. The biggest challenge, right, James, is nothing is, is centralized. And that's the challenge that you find that whilst you may be a supplier of a service, let's say you do, although you might specialize in marketing services for financial services, you actually could really service a legal organization right? Or a pharmaceutical company. So when you're only on one platform, you kind of limit your options. And therefore, you only ever get to really see the single opportunities for growth and revenue opportunities. What we've done within Collider is made it open and and agnostic in a sense that as long as you say what service you provide, right, whether it be marketing, you can then receive uh, an alert if a marketing tender comes into the platform. And that's what some of the other channels struggle with. It's getting that reach, particularly from the supplier's perspective, to opportunities that are out there in the marketplace. And, and what about things like, uh, S- I mean, SAP Ariba is something that I guess a lot of buyers would be familiar with, particularly in large enterprise level organizations. You know, they have a collaborative network on their platform. And yes, you know, it is quite an exclusive club in terms of the companies that are buyers on there tend to be pretty big organizations, but that has a pretty intelligent discovery feature too. Yeah, so as not to speak about any one in particular company per se, I would say that the biggest challenge that you have is about community. And if some organizations have an exclusive community, then that can sometimes be quite challenging for maybe smaller buyers to qualify to actually get onto these platforms and be seen. So typically that, that's the challenge. And what, what we want to do within Collider is actually build a platform that allows a low barrier to entry to get onto the platform, first of all, but then allow your voice to be seen through content that's posted, through companies that you work with at the moment or what you've worked with in the past, and allow that to really qualify you for opportunities that are in there in the marketplace. So if you're a seller then, for example, I mean, we've spoken about this in the past, I know privately about LinkedIn kind of becoming like Facebook and their algorithm increasingly you know, promoting posts that produce frankly little business value so if organic reach is going down on linkedin and if the algorithm is favoring a lot of fluff content for want of a better word i mean if collider is not yet you know well known in the marketplace if you're if you're a seller how can you increase you know your chance of being able to do business on a platform like that yeah so i think you're you're, i think you're absolutely right you know linkedin is a great business a great technology platform for if you want to build a network of individuals. But when it comes to transactions and business, there are some challenges that small buyers, small organizations have found. In particular, as you said, if you post business content on a platform like LinkedIn or Facebook, and again, this is not to be, uh, this is to speak respectfully to these, these organizations, from a business standpoint, they don't get much traction because they're actually social platforms. Collider means business, and we're there to help businesses be seen. What I should say is that there are really kind of five, maybe six principles that make Collider different that helps the small businesses be seen. And more importantly, we are actually fully inclusive. 
So the six pr principles, should I say, are first of all, that we get both public and private sector tenders into the cloud platform. And this means that there's a wide array of opportunities for suppliers to find revenue that they can supply, that they can apply for. Second, companies post content into the platform, not people. So we do have an engagement um, um, process where people can engage and like and comment and share on content, but companies post content, people comment. And the third, which is really um, kind of underpins the second one, is that when content goes into the platform, it has to be categorized first. So you get to say, is this a thought leadership piece? Is it a blog? Is it a company event? Maybe it's a company update. And actual fact, speaking to one of our prospective clients right now, we're actually adding company innovation as a post type as well. And the fourth, fifth, and sixth principles really revolve around allowing the small organizations or large organizations to talk a bit about who they are and what they do. So we have a supply chain tool, which allows you to say who you buy from and or sell to. And procurement love that feature, actually, because as they're performing due diligence, they get to see um, if there's any risk to, uh, the, to the supply chain, or more importantly, if they're working with diverse suppliers, what impact can they have through that supply chain as well? So that kind of brings me to the fifth one, which is the fact that we also provide a supply, a global uh, supply diversity database as well. So we're completely fully inclusive. So whether you're a normal supplier or you are a diverse supplier, all that content is and data is captured within the platform itself. And finally, we get the ability or we give the ability for people to perform a financial due diligence as well at the point of engaging with a potential supplier. You know, this is becoming more and more a focus area, not just, I mean, historically it, it was a lot in the public sector, but it's in, becoming increasingly more so now in the private sector too, that, that companies want to actively step up their efforts to do business with SMEs, with startups and and also with minority owned or, or diverse or sustainable businesses and and i guess through you being able to capture a lot of that data and through encouraging these suppliers to sign up knowing that the companies that are looking to do business on the platform are actively seeking that type of company I guess that would incentivize them more to do it rather than just bidding for a tender they would see on a on a generic platform or or as even a newspaper advert or as a as something that they that they would see on a company website. Yeah, I mean supply diversity itself is becoming a very uh, much a strategic focus for many organizations and there are some challenges around trying to understand what a diverse supplier is or who they are and where to find them. So whilst you know for us being fully inclusive allows us to give these, you know, historically marginalized organizations, the opportunity to succeed and find revenue opportunities out there to grow their business. So if I was a small business, which I, I am essentially, but I'm not, you know, a, a sustainable or diverse supplier, would, would I also be able to categorize myself as, a, as an SME and, and, and then, you know, get a fair crack at the whip of, uh, of, of obtaining some business from a larger organization? A hundred percent. So What's interesting is one of the organizations that we're working with, they've actually asked us to add into the platform the ability to filter by company size. So whether you're micro, um, small, medium enterprise or large company, um, they want to be able to say sometimes we want to work with a small organization for this £50,000 tender, for instance. The reason why they want to do that, and this is what's critical, um, innovation typically starts at the SME level, which is why you find large companies will often buy a startup. 
They have a really great tool that has, or, or you know, innovation that they've created that adds value. More importantly, it also helps to differentiate the customer's experience of that particular buyer as well. So if everyone is using the same toolkit, the customer experience is the same. What the buyers are telling us at the at Collider is that they want to be able to discover innovation. And innovation comes mostly from small uh, organizations who can create better customer service, you know, and be more nimble and, and able to react quicker to the needs of their, of their customers. Yeah, and I think the nim- the nimble piece and the agility is is a big one, and that's not just you know with diverse suppliers; it's with SMEs and startups more. I'm thinking of here, but I think that gives if companies are willing to do business with smaller businesses or or you know minority owned businesses that are that are also happen to be SMEs too. Some of the bureaucracy from big corporations has, has historically put them off. So. Does Collider facilitate a way to, or, or a big organizations that you're speaking to, you know, open to the fact of, you know, eliminating some of their traditional bureaucracy and, and legal requirements to enable this collaboration to, to flourish? Yeah, and that's a really good question. What, what, we've, what we've discussed and what we find is that there is a need not to lower the bar in terms of the quality of products, but to lower the bar with regards to how to onboard a small organization or what to accept. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a, a 40 page RFP document that has to be um, completed is can be a challenge for a small company. Or maybe they might have, you know, challenges with um, technology or not have the right laptops to give the presentations to kind of sell their product. There are a lot of companies out there who are tolerant to these and understand that there are some uh, inefficiencies, so we say, with some of the smaller providers whilst having, whilst they also provide great services as well. So what you'll see in the marketplace over the coming you know, couple of years is a change with how small companies are assessed and onboarded or offered opportunities versus uh, you know, how, how you know, there's only one process right now with how companies can be onboarded. And that was going to be my last question, actually, Jason, but you've kind of answered it was, you know, as this develops, and, you know, I've been guilty of this in the past as well, through necessity of having to follow corporate policy of sending out reams and reams of legal documentation and terms and conditions. But yeah, if we look, you know, two, three, even five years into the future, if companies do hold true on this and do what they what they say that they want to do now, if they are going to collaborate more with startups and SMEs and, and minority-owned businesses, how do you think that will look? Because they they can't just rinse and repeat what they've done for the last 10, 20 years if they're going to you know, actively try and engage these businesses and, and, and make serious on their commitment to do more business with them. So do you think that not only Collider, but you know, other discovery marketplaces or other platforms or technology will, will aid and abet them to do that? Yeah, no, they have to. Here's what's interesting. Again, the companies that we're speaking to, they are putting up billions and billions of pounds per year to invest in the purchasing of products and services from SMEs and diverse suppliers. Now, again, that's, you know, if you look, not to call names, one organization, for instance, they've got about six, I think about six or seven billion annual spend on procurement. They right right now are spending 16% or 15% with SMEs and diverse suppliers. So they're in, they're in that process where they actually understand how to onboard or how to give opportunities to all these smaller companies as well. So the great thing what we'll see is that number will, imp- will increase 
So over time, there'll be a lot more successful growing diverse organizations and SME organizations um, who will be able to use that revenue to go plow back into R&D and grow their products and services and grow their businesses. And frankly, James, to be honest, you know, this is all going to help to recover what we call UK PLC, right? The more money that can be spent in these small companies that can then go out and hire people and grow their organizations, the better we are as a, as a global, as well as first of all, as a regional community, but also as a global community as we overcome the challenges that the pandemic has caused us. So um, the future is bright. We, I, I know firsthand that the companies I'm speaking to are putting up at least a billion pound of spend per, uh, per annum for these organizations. And so it can only be a positive way forward um, to see these companies grow. Awesome, Jason. So final question before we sign off, if anyone would like to learn more about Collider or connect with you, what's the best way that they can get in touch? So visit uh, the Collider website, which is www.kaleida.co. Alternatively, I'm all over LinkedIn, <laughs> pretty much posting <laughs> there daily, and uh, welcome anyone's re- interactions and, uh, and conversation as well. So please do reach out and connect. And I will put those in the show notes. Jason, thank you very much for talking to me today and being a guest on Proctorcast. Wish you all the best with your project. And yeah, good luck. And hope to speak to you again in the future to, to see how you're getting on and how much you've grown. Thanks, James. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much for today. So just before we sign off, a couple of things I'd like to make you aware of in the wider Proctopus network if you've just discovered us and you're not sure what we're about. So we do a bi-weekly show called Proc Live, which is three of us that do a LinkedIn Live sort of Q&A session with anyone that wants to ask us a question on all things procurement that's usually relevant to topics that are in the news around that time. Uh, Proc Meet is something that takes place every other second week when we're not doing a proc live Uh, and proc meet is a a virtual networking event hosted normally by by dave jones uh, on zoom and you know i and some of the other guys occasionally host that when dave can't make it which is really bringing procurement professionals together from all across the world to have a good old chin wag in an informal you know non-stiff atmosphere to really just have a bit of fun together. And then finally, Proc Women and Proc Genesis are our other spin-offs uh, of Proctopus. Proc Genesis is for the under 35s that really want to network among a younger peer group. Proc Women, I guess, does what it says on the tin. So head over to our Proctopus page on LinkedIn to find more about find out more about all of those events. Until then, take care. Thanks again for listening, and I will speak to you soon. Cheers. <laughs>